everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Burritos and enchiladas to everyone in sight. Gimme. Shit. Gimme. You've called my bluff, I don't have any burritos or enchiladas. Son of a bitch. I'm so sorry. I take you into my house, I take you off the streets, I feed you, I clothe you, and this is how you repay me? On the day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding. Look, just because it's I also your birthday. I cast thee out. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, JoJo's World, ah. where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode by episode until there are no episodes left. But hang on, what happens when there are no we episodes? We don't talk left? about that. Oh, that makes more sense. This week, we watched the 83rd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is also the ninth episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. It covers uh, the end of chapter 297 through chapter 302 of the manga. This episode is brought to you by the one, the only, Samuel Bear. Samuel Bayer. Samuel Bayer. Bayer. I think you are right the first time. Samuel Bear. Barely... Barely something. holding on. Barely Samuel. Barely forcing these puns through your ears. I can barely, they barely qualify as jokes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you guys remember bears. Man, you remember we had standards on the show? Anyway, Sam, <laughs> thanks for your support. You're a pretty good lad guy. I appreciate it from the bottom of my wallet. <laughs> is your heart your wallet? Is that what you're getting at? Or is your wallet the gateway to your heart? Because it provides food. I didn't mention my heart. Oh. Do you not? <laughs> um. So, thank you. Um, Nick. Yes. Yakako Yamagishi falls in love. Part mm. duh. D- duh? Isn't it duh? No. Oh, shit. I... What's wrong with you? This is why don't I... Cor- don't come into my house <laughs> and correct me on French numbers. I mean, I did take French in school and I didn't do very well in it, but... I'm pretty sure it was... Let me tell you about a little app called Duolingo. Uh, The language learning app available now on iOS. Is it free? Yes. Ooh. You can do daily exercises to learn words of a language, but then you get as far as your half-remembered high school French taught you and suddenly it gets much harder and then you stop. Uh, Apparently, apparently, side note, apparently it's really difficult to learn German at about like third year uni. So, like, you do first-year German, you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. Things are pretty, like, straightforward. You do second-year German, you're like, oh, this is, like, you know, just more words. It's fine. Third-year German, like, okay. Now here's the secret double German. (laughs) Pretty much. They're like, okay, so you know how you learned everything you need to know? Well, there's this thing called conjugation. And every single, like, verb you ever see conjugates differently. So we're going to have to learn 30 different conjugates... Based on each verb. And it's like, okay, why? It's like, because Germans are very specific in what they do. It's like, oh. But enough about the Germans. <laughs> I enjoyed today's episode uh, right up until one very specific point that you know very well. Which I think you're very much overreacting to. But no, we'll get to that a- when we get to it. <sighs> okay. Our boy, Koichi, kidnapped by the love of his life, Yukako Yamagishi. Not at all. Tall, statuesque, radiant. Yep. I mean, those are all true. Violently dangerous. Oh, I don't know about dangerous. Certainly violent, though. Violently delusional. Whoa. Yeah. Sick burn. Yeah, there wow, we go. Wow, wow, Take that with your Ooh, MLG. Slam dunk. Oh my God, we could play NBA Jam. I mean, we couldn't. I don't have oh, that. Oh, damn <laughs> I don't own that video game. And now I'm sad. <laughs> we open. We open. As we always must and always will. As we open every episode... All our friends, Josuke and Okiyasu, are looking for Koichi. God, I wish that wasn't so true. They're all like, should we call the police? Cockdrock. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, if we do that, eh, it's probably not going to end well. So maybe we should just try and find him. Mm. But where is he? He could be anywhere. Let's go get out a big map. And so they start looking Before on the map. Before she kills him. <laughs> Just this tiny little thing. That sounds like a song lyric. Let's go get this big map before she kills him. I would not listen to a song with those lyrics. Really? Maybe if it was by the Decemberists or something. There you um, go. See? Cut to scenic seaside holiday villa. Koichi is wrapped in a life or death struggle with a combination lock. 
And he's there going, oh, but what's the combination? I know what it is, but I don't know what he's it is. He's frantically turning the things. And there's a sign on the door which has two main pieces of information. Mm-hmm. One, this is the door to the toilet. Oh, that's good. Two, the combination to the lock is the year that Columbus discovered the new continent, thereby reinforcing imperialist colonial beliefs in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's bad. The toilet is also cursed. Uh, that's... That's also bad. That's also bad. But it contains a free froget. That's good. No, that's still bad. Oh, I wouldn't eat frozen yogurt out of a toilet. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the standard at which you're holding your toilets at, Liam. And my frozen yogurt. And your frozen yogurt. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I think there was a movie with that title, but it looked really long and boring, so I didn't watch it. Uh, oh. I've almost got it. I've almost got uh, 1400. And he wets himself. Uh, hey, Nick. Yeah. What year did Columbus discover the new continent? Well, Koichi thought it was the year 1400. Well, he was going through the 1400s at yeah. least. I want to say it was the year 1680. Not like 1681, but like the year 1680. Let's find out. Fact check with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's not the name of our show, JoJo's World. Fact check. That was the fact, fact check theme song. Today's fact check was brought to you by me, because I'm speaking. I, I swear you were going to say Google when you started that sentence. but no. 1492. God damn it. He had a ways to go, did young Koichi. Ah, balls. He would have had to get through 92 combinations. Mm. That's not too bad, though. 1400, you know, it's like 1401, 1402, 1403, etc. So he pees himself. Cut to the OP. Ba 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 ba. Oh wait. EDM remix. This bit is this bit just isn't working. I always love making fun of the OPs. But you've never been close in the recent ones. Yeah, but like... You, you always know. just do the part two OP. Because <laughs> it's amazing. It's very good. Like, if I could do the part two OP for every part where it's just like... <laughs> just that bit That's over and over again. That is. Isn't that the part two OP? The second part of part two? Where it's like... had one. Did it? What am I you thinking think of? part three? Maybe? I don't know anymore. <laughs> Your whole world has crumbled around you. My schema and foundational perspective is just gone, Liam. This show has ruined me. Yukako Yamagishi has washed Koichi's soiled underwear and pants. Ah, And now he's wearing some green pyjamas. He's standing in the corner looking shamed. I mean, I'd look pretty shamed. Yeah. He's all like, oh, I'm a first year in high school and I wet my pants. I feel like an awful human being. You must hate me now. I'm so pathetic. Let me go. What could you possibly like about me after I peed my pants? Hate you, darling. Far from it. I'm really into peed pants. <laughs> Man, this this episode is just right in the gutter. No, she's all like, oh, it must be tormenting your heart so much. I feel such sympathy for you, Koichi. God damn it. Oh. This... And Koichi's all like, this oh. bitch does not get me on any level. He's all like, now I'm going to cry because I've been kidnapped. So she leans, Seems reasonable. Yeah. So she leans down and is all like, you know, I see something. Something deep within you, Koichi. Glimmering and hopeful. Something invigorating deep in your eyes. And she's staring at him and we see in her eyes like burning purple fire. Mm. And in Koichi's eyes are tears. Mm. I see you've got some sort of trump card hidden up your sleeve. It's in your face. It's what I like about you. That's why there's nothing wrong with your poop or snot. <laughs> I felt true bliss while washing your pants. Look, I'm building an electric chair. Uh, well, this went from bad to worse. I'll try to make sure it's done by dinner study time. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to make Italian food tonight. So I'm going to go buy some olive oil. Later, babe. Shuts the door. She's gone. Koichi is terrified, as I would be too. (laughs) I'm very afraid of Italian food. (laughs) I mean, I'm a fan of carbonara. But beyond that, I don't know anything about Italian food. Spaghetti? Oh, it's like tentacles. I gotta eat it before it'll eat me. (laughs) Ugh, pasta? More like passed out. Because every time I look at it... Because of the drugs in it. Oh no, I just faint whenever I see it because it's too terrifying. Linguini? Linguini. I mean, I don't even need to Fusilli. make a thing. Bowtie. What's Fusilli? It's a pasta type. But what, what kind of is it? It's like sort of, um, this is boring. 
But I want to know. Bow tie? That's an item of clothing, not something you eat. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man. We we have fun. God, Chicken parmigiana. (laughs) Now, there's a real food. That's got Italian influences. Oh, shit, it does. Parmigiana. So. So. After that brief in... Brief? After that breathe interlude... Koichi's all like... I feel the Hammond coursing through my body. Uh, Koichi's taking stock of his situation. He's all like, okay, hold the fuck up. If she needs to use the phone, but the phone line's cut, then there must be a payphone nearby. Mm. Yes. I am going to find a payphone. Yeah. Cut to Josuke and Okiyasu looking at a map. Okiyasu's eating some frozen yogurt, so it's nice they, they stopped off on the way to save their friend. <laughs> They're all like, okay, we've got this big-ass map. Where is he? There's no time to lose, tummy rumble sound. <laughs> but I think I would concentrate better if I was eating some frozy yogi. This is literally like me studying. This is literally like me recording this podcast right now. The astute, the astute listener may have heard my, my stummy rumble a couple of times. Why, Liam, you're not that hungry, are you? I'm pretty hungry, Nick. Did you have breakfast? I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Literally? Because those things are big. I hear it's very gamey meat. I wouldn't be surprised. It runs around. They work animals. Yeah, they they run. They're lean. They've got um, Mm. you know, that they're beautiful. They're majestic. Yeah, that that statuesque. That sort of Pegasus. The wind blows the wrong way and they die of fright. Yeah, it's like kind of eating a unicorn, you know. Mm. Mm. Mystical, magical, Mm. Mm. meaty. Without the horn, though, less bone. Mm. Just Mm. a long face. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard the one about the horse uh, that walked into the bar? No. Uh, you'd think it had seen it coming. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. A... Uh, but I'm just unfortunate that horse was wearing blinders. Oh, Real tragedy shit. of our time. <laughs> you know, you'd think the jockey would have treated it better, but... Uh... 48 metres away from Koichi's seaside villa. Good thing he was standing exactly where he was. Ah, because his range was 50 metres. A payphone. Ah, oh, how convenient. Echoes flies down there in the blink of an eye and is all like... Oh, uh, you're gonna dial up this payphone, quack quack. So opens the door, and then just takes a gander inside and goes, "Okay, which oh no, number? I don't have any ten yen coins. I was in my pajamas when I got kidnapped. What will I do? I could dial one one zero. Trivia. Hmm? That's the police. Oh, is it? Oh, Koichi's I... dog. <laughs> but no, she could just kill the police. I need to figure out how to get in contact with Josuke." Then slam. Suddenly, she's right outside the window that he's now got his back to. And he's all like, I think you're trying to figure out how to... She, just hear him perfectly. Hear her perfectly yeah. through the window. Uh, I think you're trying to figure out where a payphone is, Koichi. The, uh, the, uh, uh, Abrupt cut to echoes, like, jumping out of the, uh, the payphone booth and just hitting the dirt. <laughs> Koichi's all like, uh... And she basically just recounts everything he thought, like... You don't have any coins. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> this is some top-notch voice I'm, acting from Liam. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm Yukako. I'm going to go destroy the 110 button on the phone. Apparently there's a dedicated 110 button. Makes sense, I guess. Do we have a dedicated triple zero button? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Do we even have payphones anymore? Rarely. Yeah. They converted a fair few of them into um, Wi-Fi yeah. things for a while, though, which sort of extended their shelf life a bit. Hmm. Infrastructure. Modernization. Privatized monopoly of a uh, public resource. Yeah, yeah. Well, it mm. always was, wasn't it? They had two. No, they privatized Telstra after it was public for some time. Oh, never mind then. This National is Broadband Network. Ugh. Contentious issue in the Australian telecommunications God. Can we just industry. vent? Can we just vent about how shit like Australia's Wi-Fi situation is? Or internet in general. Oh my god. It's like... It's very bad. Did I tell you about... Um, Probably not. Someone who got the MBN. This sounds like a folktale. And like, it was worse than his old internet. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh my god. Oh my... How? How have we fucked it up this bad, Liam? I don't understand. I just wanted to like, watch my movies. I just wanted to play high-tech video games at a reasonable rate. All I wanted to do was stream 2160p video. All I wanted to do was stun Reaper and take him out while he was out of commission. All I wanted to do was updog, boy. And now all I'm left with is not that. What is my life? Why can't I have good NBN, Liam? Because of your sins. 
Oh, but they're so fun. The energy your sins gives off disrupts your Wi-Fi signal. But it's so fun. Hedonism is the best. So, yes. Yukako leaves and she's all like, huh, Koichi can't contact anyone. I'm going to go use this payphone. And little does she realise she's fallen afoul of one of Koichi's classic gambits. <gasps> Why? What's happened? She inserts a 10 yen coin into the payphone mm-hmm. and then she's like, huh. What's all these sound effects on my arm? <laughs> and then we just hear beep boop boop beep boop beep. Yeah, so Koichi is engaging in that time time honored tradition of phone freaking. Oh. Which is the uh, the hacking or manipulation of phones for fun and or benefit. Tell me, Liam, how does this work? Well, one of the most notorious means of phone freaking that I'm aware of involved a um a, a toy whistle that came in Captain Crunch cereals. Okay. Uh, in the US, I believe, because that never recorded on here in the mainstream. Yeah, um, no. And I believe that if you, if you, with a bit of vocal dexterity, blew in into that whistle, you could simulate the sounds um, at a close enough frequency to the sounds that the buttons of a phone make that you could trick a phone into, uh, uh, thinking, into that, th- thinking that you're dialing. So what, you, what the people would do is um, they would call a, um, a toll-free number, mm-hmm. cancel that call via whatever appropriate means allowed them to do this next bit, mm-hmm. and then um, just get out their, their whistle, and whoop, 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 right. then you've got a free free payphone call. I see. That's basically what Koichi's doing here, except just tricking someone else into inserting a coin and then using the sound of the sounds to dial for him. Hmm. Mm. So he's using science... And magic. And magic in the same... We thought they'd never meet. And yet here they are. So ironic. Wow. Brutal. The failings of old technology. The phone rings. Broop, broop, goes the phone. Josuke's all like, you got Josuke. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, he couldn't piece together, oh, this might be Koichi. He just immediately goes, hey, hey, it's Josuke here. Oh, wait a minute. He answers very formally. He's like, hello, this is Hikashigata. Oh, wait a minute. Is that you, Koichi? It's me, Josuke. Where are you? Wait, I hear waves. I can hear the sound of waves. This, wait. Play, playing your cards real close to your chest there, <laughs> Josuke. Uh, so then, what's her name? She, Yukako. Yukako, immediately. You'll get it eventually. Say it. <laughs> Yukako. Hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. She's all like, that She's little shit. with red anger aura. It was that Koichi. He has a stand like mine. She doesn't know what a stand is yet. He has a power like mine. <laughs> How dare he. Echoes flies back to the house. A little bit of a victory lap as it goes. <laughs> Joe's, uh, Koichi's all like, so it'll take them about 15 or 20 minutes to get here via car. So I just need to survive till then. Time for some Home Alone style antics. So he runs over to where the electric chair was. In the time it takes Yukako to walk 48 metres, mm-hmm. he manages to pile all of the furniture in this room against the entry door. And nail it as well. Mm. Uh, and also dismantle the electric chair to a certain degree. Mm. He's a fast worker, our Koichi. Hey, you know... Diligent. When... He's got a real sort of um, fire behind his <laughs> eyes that makes me really respect him. <laughs> He's really been pushed to the limits mm. by some kind of circumstance driving him forward. And his face is so sharp. God, so sharp. He looks like a sharp man, was you it know? sharp or pointy? No, it was sharp. Okay. God, you know, he's such a sharp, dressed... Man in those pyjamas. It just makes him look so sharp. Well, as we know, girls go crazy about a sharp-dressed man. ZZ Top? Yeah. I did it. With the swingy I passed your test. What do I get to eat? Well, if you picked ZZ Top, beard hair. Wait, that's the right answer. What do you mean that's the right answer? I know it's the right answer. That's why you get beard hair. I thought we were engaging in some sort of Yukako Yamaguchi-style study lesson. Oh, no. See, I'm not trying to get with you. That's the key problem here. <laughs> what? I'm not trying to make you a better person. I thought just... this whole podcast was an elaborate courtship ritual. No, no. I'm just trying to ruin everything. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You just get beard hair. No chocolate for you. <laughs> you won, Charlie. You did it. No, now you get the all the beard hair you can eat. I, I saw this going differently I, I in my head. I this is what I signed up for, Mr. Wonka. Well, none of us know what we sign up for in life. And now I escape in my great class elevator. Hit self-destruct button. Charlie and everyone in the chocolate factory died that day. Willy Wonka went on to create a new capitalist regime. Willy Wonka went on to invest in uh, 
Hybrid cars. My god, they can fly. Indeed they can. Powered by Oompa Loompa Juice. Did you see that thing about how Elon Musk wants to build a cyborg dragon? Okay, is this real? or Apparently. Is this... Seems to me that before he did that, he could say, use his billions to solve the world's problems? Yeah, you'd think that, but also, he's a money man. He, he likes business, you know? So what you're saying is he's an arsehole. Yes, I, I really am. Like, every time I hear about Elon Musk, I'm like, yeah, but also he's an arsehole. Koichi has piled everything against the wall. The door. The door. The door. Not the doors. A well-known band. He's piled Jim Morrison against the door. <laughs> he's all like, why am I here? Well, uh, I'll see you on the other well, side. Well, I guess this is the end for old Jim Morrison. That's my Jim Morrison impression. I don't know. I've never, That's actually, your Jim never actually heard him speak. Actually, I've never heard him speak. Has anyone? Twilight Zone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we make a Twilight Zone podcast. It's just really shitty. Has anyone heard this guy speak? So she's coming back and she's Koichi's all like, huh, why don't you try breaking down the door? Interior monologue. If Josuke saw a broken door, he'd know something was up. This is going exactly in my favour. I'm Koichi. Oh, Koichi, I'm so happy right now. What? No. Because we have the same sort of powers. It's like we have the ultimate compatibility. When men and women live together, they should have love and the same goals and values. Ah. Bitch, I'm locking you out of the house. And as she's saying this, Koichi is tying a string or a wire to the doorknob. Some kind of metal wire thing. And she's all, anyway, I guess I'll open this door now. That is also conveniently metal. Koichi plugs in the power cord that he's wrapped the other end of around the door. <gasps> and then... This is all very home alone. It really is, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Yukako it's very gets, Skyfall. Yeah. Yukako gets a bit of a mild shock. What a shocking development, says I, Yukako. That's my favourite thing with bad impressions. When uh, someone's like, hey, it's me, Yukako Yamakishi. Listen to your very deep voice and... But just, you know, the, the hey, it's me. You know, the thing no one ever says. I mean, I don't know. I sometimes like to say, well... When have you ever said, hey, it's me, Nick Ballantyne, to someone who's presumably can see you? That's true. That is true. But I mean, maybe next time I see you, I'll be all like, hey, it's me, Nick Ballantyne. Yeah, that's how we're always going to... That's how we're going to st- introduce ourselves. Hey, it's me, one of your co-hosts, Liam S. Smith. <laughs> oh, could you imagine walking into, like, your parents' house? And just going, hey, it's me, Liam S. Smith. And them going, we know. Hi, Liam S. Smith. I'm dad. Oh, that's why we don't do it. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. And you'd be like, I know, you're my father. (laughs) I was also introducing myself. That's not how that joke works. (laughs) Well, son, you've got a lot to learn. Having solved my dad's riddle puzzle, he he finally melts and I get access to the treasure hoard (laughs) he'd kept from me for so long. You realise... This is only the first step into the great dungeon of parent treasure. It truly was the parent trap. Anyway, um, she opens the door. Well, she doesn't open the door. She, she electrocutes herself and she's like, Open this door, Koichi! You filthy swine! And she, she turns around mm-hmm. and Echoes is floating there. It's all like, eh. It's holding in its hands big old bundle of Japanese characters that says, I hate you. <laughs> Looks like one of those Phoenix Wright text pop-ups when he objects yeah. or whatever. Full 3D-esque words. Mm. And just throws them at her right in the face. Yeah, man, it's just uh, it, it, it's doing that thing that it did to Tamami. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And he's all like, I'm not going to take those sounds off until you apologise and give up. And she goes... Well, I can't hear it. Yeah, I'm in denial. And the sound starts, like, peeling off. Mm. Which I quite like. Oh no, her delusions are too strong. She's too stubborn. The scalp and the the hair in Koichi's scalp pulls him against the wall and slams him against some furniture and shit such that he has a head wound next time we see him. Like so many dogs. Sure, they get slammed into things in this show. Exactly. (laughs) She's managed to push away most of the barricade, but there's still a big cabinet. Mm. Uh, and she sort of opens the door ajar and just her face peers through like, here's your cargo. I just love this little bit where she slides like mm. into view. Yeah. Not even like up and down. Not even like dodgy walk cycle. Yeah, no. Just whoop. It's like, oh. Now in any other show, might not have worked very well. It feels more like, it's probably as much a budgetary thing, but it feels yeah. like a stylistic choice here Exactly. Too. They probably just went, how can we make this work? I've got it. Whoop. 
So she's all like, I'm going to make you into a fine man, Koichi. But now it's different. Now I won't let you leave this home unless you fall in love with me. Or else I might just kill you. Close up on her dead eyes. Uh, we get a lot of that this episode. Yeah, a lot of dead eyes and dead people. Okay, so Koichi is all like, oh, that didn't work. I just need to try harder. I need to be harder and tougher and cooler. Come on, Echoes, let's do it. Echoes falls to the ground behind him. He's sort of in the um, the main focus of the shot. Mm-hmm. And then Echoes just kind of collapses from out of the top of frame through the foreground and into the bottom. It's quite comedic. And it's just, he just turns brown. Yeah, he looks calcified sort of. And mm. over the next sequence, he starts to harden a bit more too. And Koichi's like... Oh no, my, my mental strength wasn't enough. Oh no. Stands are powered by mental strength. Did did I, my stand die of utter despair? Did I work it too hard? Echoes is dead. And then it starts. As Yukako is busting in, first we see um like a tiny crack on one of its fingers and then that finger is still there. And like a big seam forms down the back and light shoots out of it. And oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I get that sound again? Oh. It's Reaver! He's all like, my stand. And Yukako's all like, it's called a stand? What's that stand doing? Who's that stand? Dun, 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 it's dun, dun. Echoes. Oh, nice. Act two. Oh. We see a big tail come out of the... The, the, the hardened husk. The chrysalis. Ooh, nice. He's all like, I wish she wouldn't come in. I wish that door would blow her far away. Very specific wording. <laughs> And, and then it's gone. And we see, you know the, those cool anime eye flashes when something new reveals itself when like yellow diamonds go over psh, out of its eyes? Oh god, yes. Yeah, Echoes does that. <laughs> we get a close-up on it, like it's cool new sh- like high heel boot shoes and it's shoulder pauldrons. It's kind of like a a, a blizzard knight character. It's kind yeah, with its, you know? with its proportions. Yeah, like something from World of Warcraft, except with a giant fucking yeah, tail. Big cell tail. Yeah. Like, bigger than it, Cell Tail. And yeah, it looks a bit like um, semi-perfect Cell or imperfect Cell. Mm. Uh, so he's just kind of there now. He's the next form. Yeah. It's got a big S2 on its back. Like stage two? I suppose so, yeah. Ooh, or scene two. Let's take this moment to talk about the uh, Jojo Valet notes for Echoes that I neglected uh, when he was introduced because it referred to form changing and I didn't want to give the game away. Ooh, here we go. Act one. At first, I made it look like an alien lava. Then it would gradually grow to adulthood. Anyway, I wanted to draw Koichi's growth, so I designed, designed it knowing it would change forms. Nice. And Act 2. In its second stage, it's grown from a lava to a child. Its hands and feet are like... a raccoon, right? A standing raccoon. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, Nick, it's like a standing raccoon. It washes its food before it eats. It has a tail. You know what really bothered me? I recently watched for the first time Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I haven't seen it, but go on. Uh, well, I'm sure it happened in number one, two a bit, but a lot more in two. Mm. People keep, like, calling Rocket other animals. Yeah. Like, that fox over there, that weird dog. Yeah. Like, so they have all these other animals in space, but not raccoons. No, raccoons are special. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Would you prefer if they were like, look at that raccoon over there? Or that, or, no, because he doesn't like it when other people call him raccoon because he's never been to Earth. He doesn't know what a raccoon is. But hmm. by that same logic, no one else should know what a raccoon is and they don't, but they keep calling him all these other Earth animals. That's true. Yeah, maybe they should call him like, look at that weird or that, that little there. critter. Yeah, some poor, like some sort of general term rather than an exact term. Yeah. To be fair, everyone speaks English. Though, anyway, so. it, that happened like maybe a dozen times in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Like, at first it was fine, but then it started to bother me. You're just like, oh my god, we get it. We get it, you don't know He's what raccoons are. Yeah. But we do know what Echoes to Act 2 is, which is like a raccoon. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so we're told. It's like a raccoon, but it's a green alien. I would love to spend a day in Hirohiko Araki's mind. <laughs> Just to see, what are the leaps, you know? Yeah. Is it like a high jump contest? We're just seeing, like, these um, mental schema Venn diagrams. <laughs> like, green, tiny arms and legs, big tail, Venn diagram, centre of Venn diagram, raccoon. <laughs> and then, like, the other overlapping things are, like, dog, yeah, mammal, space alien. Hey. I would love to just have a conversation with them, honestly. Mm. Just, to be, just to be, like... So, why? why? <laughs> just on so many levels, just why? Tell us about your creative process. Do you drink coffee or 
like moon juice. Hey, when you uh, when you uh, came up with these bizarre Avengers, you must have been pretty high, huh? That's that's the thing I hate most in life. What? When p- people like look at any creative or imaginative thing, like, oh man, they must have been so high when they came mm. up with this. Man, whenever people look at my hair, they think I'm on cocaine to the point where one guy at a train station asked me if I had some cocaine, and I was like, no. Nick, this was quite a diversion. I mean, you, well, you said people think, oh, it's creative. He's so high. My hair is, you know, creative. Echoes Act 2 busts on out. Yukako opens the door, and as she opens the door, there's a big whoosh of air, and she is blasted backwards by, by a big gust of wind. <gasps> like sound waves? No. Oh. Like a big gust of wind. Like a literal gust of wind? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. And she does a cool manoeuvre where she grabs a stick with her hair and flips herself back and lands. That was she's, pretty cool. She's all like, that was weird. Why was there just this gust of wind out of fucking nowhere? Koichi is also like, why was there just this gust of wind out of fucking nowhere? <laughs> Look, Echoes Act 2 put the katakana for whoosh on the door. Let me try touching it. Oh no, all this wind. Oh, so when I put a thing on an object now, it becomes real. If someone touches it. If someone touches it. That's cool. This is taking sort of weaponized katakana or sound effects to the next level. Hmm. No, I like it. Mm. It's rad. Because it's like, it doesn't just immediately make something explosive or something. It's just, if you touch it, it becomes real. Yeah. Hmm. It's nice. It's a good restriction. Around this time, uh... A, a taxi pulls up and Josuke and Okiyasu get out and K- Yakako sees them and they're all like, let's look for the payphone and start near there. I don't think they actually move the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they just stand there going, uh, it's probably somewhere near here. Luigi. Fine. Well, we tried. Let's get out of here. All right, fuck it. <laughs> So she comes back and she's all like, oh, I'm so angry at Koichi. He belongs to me. I love him so much. He's really taken on, you know, like a really great... The door busts open. Koichi, backlit and silhouetted, stands, scissors in hand, gives himself a cool haircut. It's a flat top. He cuts out those dangerous, invasive hairs in his scalp. Yukako no longer has direct control over him. Self-actualization through haircuts, reflecting his character growth and the growth of his stand, which also reflects his character growth. He's a lot more confident throughout the rest of this sequence. I'm keeping talking so Nick can't start complaining about how he doesn't like flat tops, despite the fact that he basically has one himself. No, mine peaks. Mine peaks at the top. His is just a fucking flat top. It's like a bowl. It's literally like an upside down. It's not like a bowl because it's flat. No, I mean like it's a bowl as it comes to his head and then it's just flat like a bowl would be. Like guile. Like Yeah, like guile. The guy with the worst haircut in Street Fighter. He's still Fighter. got the, those little, um, he's got those little bangs. I mean, that doesn't make it any better. No, but I'm just, I'm just describing for the listener who may not have watched. Ugh, it's, ugh, it's a bad haircut, man. No, it's cool. He's awesome. He cut, him, he cut his hair, saved his life. I mean, I like the cutting of the hair thing. And he's a lot more, he's a lot more sort of self-assured throughout the rest of this encounter now. Yeah. Which, I mean, you'd have to be with that haircut. Mm. Otherwise, I mean, I'd just collapse if I had that haircut. So she, he's there and he cuts his hair and he's all like, I know you can't beat Echo's Act 2's abilities. You can't keep me here anymore, Yukako. And her, her left eyelid starts twitching and she's like, whenever I get worked up, my left eyelid starts twitching. And she's, she cites the specific muscle, because of course she does. Oh, she's very it's like smart. The, well, it's like a very Araki sort of thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like my ocularis oculi or something. Something like that. My oracalcus. The seal of oracalcos. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, season four, the bad one. Some guy walks out. It doesn't matter. Some guy, like a doctor just walks out and goes, hey, you do realize that you're just praising like this muscle here in your eye, right? Like, that's all you guys are doing. You're just praising this muscle. She comes up the stairs and she touches the banister as she goes up where there's a, a hot katakana. Oh! She burns her hand. It's it's very home alone. <laughs> and Koichi's there going, yeah, you know what? I'll Merry you. Christmas, you filthy animal. I'll tell you what, little lady. You can just walk away. You can just go fuck yourself. Because I don't like you. And she's all like, she's really lost her composure now. She's... Her eyes twitching a lot. She's uh, gone full misery. Yeah, her, fa- her face seems like it's gotten longer. Yeah, more uh, inhuman. Like from, yeah, top to bottom. Less beautiful. Longer and thinner. Less beautiful, more gaunt. Mm. And um, horrific. And she's all like, you're just a baby chick and you belong to me. How dare you defy me? And then her hair goes nuts. 
I think it covers the entire house. Well, like, it's, yeah, it starts bursting through the walls and... Uh... Go on, absolutely... Ridic. Mm. But it's not touching Koichi yet, and he's just in the house being like, wow, that's a lot of hair. Meanwhile, across the way, Josuke and Okuyasu are looking around, and Okuyasu's like, hey Josuke, I think it might be that house over there. The one that's covered in huge strands of hair, busting through all the things. And glowing with a strong purple aura. Mm. And Josuke's all, yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> Should we uh, wander over that way? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. So she's all like, yeah, I'm going to kill you and then you'll live in my heart forever. Blah, 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 blah. I just know I don't need to touch the letters and then I'll be fine. Now tell me that you love me, boy. Tell me you love me, Anakin Skywalker. That's weird. <laughs> and like her left eye is like shut at this point. And she's all like, I'm going to kill you. And her head grabs him and constricts him around his limbs and his head. But... She's fallen for one of Koichi's classic gambits. <gasps> oh no. By grabbing him with her hair, we hear Dadum. Dagon. Dagon. Which we have also previously discussed at length as the sound of a punch, <sighs> but also is like a boom. Mm. So she goes flying back. Her hair is just torn to shreds. There's basically like a sonic boom yeah. or explosion without the actual explosion. Like guile. Sonic boom, says Koichi. <laughs> And so he, she just goes flying yeah, back. He wrote, he wrote Sonic Boom on his hat, back. And then on his, on his shoes, he wrote Guile's theme. So he walks out to see her and it's like... Dun, 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 dun. I, I would love if on his back he wrote, That's a baseball. Oh, that's a baseball. 1999. <laughs> available now for Nintendo 64. I thought so li- I thought so much of you, Koichi, and this is how you repay me. You're a gamer? Ugh. That's a baseball. <laughs> Oh, man. She's landed on the edge of the cliff. Her hair's been blasted white by pure sound. And Koichi walks over, confident as ever. Echoes, He's a new man. Echoes flies on over, checks her pulse. Oh, she's fine. Great. Cool. Okay, she's cool. I suppose I should be happy about this. Listens to her heartbeat and is all like, cool. She's alive. Well, off I go. No, not off he goes. Yukako's eyes shoot open and constrict Echoes all up. And she's all, hey, if I can't kill you... I can at least kill your stand, but I don't want to kill either of you because I love you. She starts doing like this violent monologue about how like he's a limp dick bastard and he she loves him and he's gonna she's gonna rip off Echo's dick and pull out its internal organs. Nice, nice. Very vo- very vulgar all of a sudden, Yukako. Yeah, I think it uh it reflects her characterization of how how desperate she is mm. for the man, even though, you know, she clearly doesn't know what she herself oh, wants. Oh, so um Part of the way Echoes Act 2 seems to create or apply um, its its sound effects is yeah. through this sort of spike on its tail. Mm. And in this struggle, that spike is knocked um, off the cliff and we see it fall and bounce off a rock and fall into the water. Oh no, he's defenceless. <gasps> How will he get out of this one? Well. So he's being all constricted. We can see on his body like lines of hair? basically like blood. Um, oh, like. Blood flow being constricted. Yeah, just. Like an invisible hand or yeah. an invisible piano wire is grabbing at him. Yeah. Or perhaps invisible hair. That doesn't seem right. Oh, okay. And so Koichi then goes, hey, look, um... You should, one, stop murdering me. And two, just move off of that cliff that, that, that cliff's cracking. And uh, when that cliff's a cracking, don't go uh, uh, back in to the edge of the cliff, because you'll die. And Yukako's all, mate... I think I know a thing or two about fucking cliffs, all right? Yeah, I'm like a seismologist or something. I think I know a fucking fallen cliff or not a fallen cliff. I've played fully not falling The entirety of the cliff that she's on cracks and falls. She falls and she's like, oh no, I need to let go of of this creature and, And and catch myself on something. Oh no, there's no time. I'm heading right towards a sharp rock. And there is like a very sharp rock. Mm. Um, that's basically going to pierce her through the spine. And so as she's falling, it's the choice between does she let go of the man who she's clinging to so Whoa. desperately or does she not let go of him and, does she, and die? Does she save herself through her own she don't need no man actions or cling to societal heteronormativity? <laughs> she chooses to cling to societal heteronormativity as oh. she to hits the rock levels. but is not pierced and is Bongy boinged back up onto the cliff as we see some, hey. some some helpful katakana that Koichi applied when his tail spike fell onto that very rock. Turning it into a big rubbery thing. Huh. Apparently you can do that too. Alright, sure. So now she just bounces up like a bouncy castle. Yep. And he's all like, uh, 
when Echoes heard your heartbeat, it also heard the cliff cracking, and that's why I was trying to warn you. But you don't listen to- you don't listen to anything I say, do you, sick burn? I mean, yeah, but very sad. Mm. Deeply sad. He just turns around and dismissively walks away. He does like a cool guys don't look back at explosions kind of thing. But no explosion. (laughs) No, it's sort of like the explosion of a mic drop, and then he just turns around- he could katakana that explosion, though. Or oh, that, that horrible mic drop sound. Yeah. Do. That's nice. bad. That was truly underwhelming. Nick, you got to call me out on these. Don't, don't, don't blow smoke up my butt. Dude, half of improv is just, like, letting things go until you're like, and we're good. That's true. Hmm. And she's all, oh, he had already written that there. When I was trying to save him, he'd already put that sound on the rock. I was trying to kill him, and he was already trying to save me. He's very forward-thinking. He's wonderful. Oh, no. No! I'm gonna be even more in love with him now, but in a less overtly harmful way. Oh, you fool! I'm just gonna be happy thinking about him. All's well that ends well. No, not not ends! Not ends! <laughs> Meanwhile, Jos- uh, Koichi meets up with Josuke and Okiyasu. He's like, oh, guys, I'm glad to see you. And they're all like, hey, is that Yukako over there with the white hair? Man, she's looking like Yukako way happier with the than white ever. hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, let's get out of here. Oh. She's like looking right at you like really happy, bro. That's real creepy. Save me, Josuke. And so they just run. Yeah. They just fucking run. Cut to, across the bay, a couple of drunk sailors who watched the whole thing. And so one of them goes, whoa, did, did you just see that? And it's like, hey, Masaji, did you see that? And Masaji's like, I ain't drunk, Gramps. Even though Holding he's clearly a bottle drunk. in his hand. Yeah. Ten years of alcoholism showing <laughs> in his cheeks. And then we get landmark number two. Boing, boing, cape. Oh man, I love these landmarks. There's a rumour that some fishermen saw a young girl trying to kill herself, but one of the rocks on the cape caught her and bounced her back up onto the ah, cliffside. Well, well, well. That's a nice little folk tale. Hmm. Hmm. Cut to the next day. It's school. Koichi gets his test back. English test. 100%. Nice. And he's all like, don't know how I should feel about this. To be continued. It worked. <laughs> Yukako looks lovingly from afar through the window. I'm watching you. How you doing, Koichi? Doing good? Great. I'll just be over here. Echo stage Maintaining two. a safe distance. Echo stage two releases a large amount of katakana saying personal space. Large amount of katakana saying restraining order. <laughs> restraining order. Act two. End of episode. So. So, Nick. What would you say is your highlight or low light for this episode? I think we both know what my low light is. So let's not dwell on it. You don't like the haircut. I don't like the haircut, Liam. I don't like the haircut. It's dumb and shit. I think it's very good. No. No. It's like we went away from like the 80s and the haircuts. And now we're very firmly in the 90s with like frosted tips. And Uh, you want that? It's better than the flat top. Koichi standing in the doorway, applying applying bleach to his tips, <laughs> thereby killing the uh, follicles of the um, oh, the Yukako hair. Maybe he could just have like graying hair. Or it's like... already grey. Oh shit! It is already grey. <laughs> Fuck. He's a silver fox, that Koichi. Let me tell you that much. He can't look old and wizened if he just looks old and young. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just would have preferred like more Super Saiyan hair. All right. You know? Like. If it went from Koichi Stage 1 being the equivalent of Super Saiyan Stage 1 to Koichi Stage 2 being the equivalent of Super Saiyan Stage 2, which is like the big long hair. No, that was Stage 3, Nick. Wait, what was the Stage 2? Was it Basically just higher the same. Oh, okay. Just bigger, more spikes, you know? More DBZ references. Anyway, highlight? I want to say my highlight would have to be... You know what? I'm going to go unusual. I'm going to say it's the landmark. Because good I, moment. I'm very much enjoying the fact that there's more than just that shitty one-off kind of thing. Yeah. Where they're like, oh yeah, it's the landmark. Now there's it. a pattern. Now there's something happening. There's things emerging. I'm feeling like I'm getting to know this town, you know? With its own little folklore stories that I get to see happen. Mm. With magic. But it's cool. My low light is all the discussion about Koichi peeing himself. Ah, oh, not a fan of pee? Nah. How about snot? No. How about love? I can't wait to reject my humanity and just become some sort of robot. <laughs> you just sit there. I'll upload small... my brain to the computer. Yeah, you have like a small paste that you consume as necessary. Oh, I do like eating though. Yeah, but you can eat paste. I don't like paste. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one or the other, man. You know? 
my highlight. Mm. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Echo Zack 2's power. Damn good, Lamus. Damn good. But I think the absolute highlight of the episode for me is Yukako turning around and just seeing um, Echo's Act 1 holding I hate you in its arms <laughs> at her. Oh my god, it's so good. It's just, it's so... It's such an abrupt cut. And just, so he's, he's just there all yeah. of a sudden. And it's like, it's so JoJo's as mm. well. You know, it's so ludicrous, but so yeah. right. So Nick. Yeah. Uh, Koichi has overcome his malevolent crush. Except she has not overcome him, as it were. Mm. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper is still out there. Got the arrow. Up to some nonsense. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a thread, isn't there? Mm. So, um, I've been looking forward to asking you this all week, actually. Okay. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen in the next episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, entitled, Let's Go Eat Some Italian Food. Hell to the yes! Here we go! So you know that chef? You know I'm, that fucking chef? I'm familiar. Chef? He's finally going to fucking show up, Liam. He's finally going to show up. Oh, but who is he? Is he Italian? Oh, maybe he's Zapelli's like, grand-grandson. You know, maybe he's like, he had Caesar, and then he had another thing. Caesar did have siblings. And then it's like, oh, but now he's moved to, like, Japan to become, you know, a, a frugal businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Independent businessman. Opens shop in scenic Mario. And he's going to be the most stereotypical Italian you'll ever meet in that he opened a chef place. A restaurant, that's what they're called. In Japan. In Japan. He's so like, stereotypical. I'm, I'm bringing Italian food to Japan the one way I want to. So what do you think is going to happen in the episode? I don't care. The episode. The, in, the, the chef is going to show up. But I care and I'm uh, asking you. Okay, all right. So they're going to go eat Italian food. Who is they? Josuke, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Okiyasu. Mm-hmm. Koichi Tamami? Okay, he's part of the gang now. I think he's going to just show up and be like, oh, a free meal. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. He'd be, that'd be his sort of thing to do. Oh, unless Yukako shows up because... Is that Koichi going on a date? Yeah. So maybe like Koichi What a romantic and... Italian restaurant. Yeah. So maybe Koichi and Yukako are like, oh, you know, I'll still follow you. And Koichi will be all like, oh, why? Koichi is amassing quite a following. He is. He has a slave. <laughs> he has a, a lady. Yeah, a stalker. Uh, okay, no, I think it's going to be Jodoro, Okiyasu, Koichi. Jodoro, you said? Or did, yeah. you, did you mean Josuke? I mean Josuke, not Jodoro. Yep. God, I'm never going to get it, am I? Josuke... Uh, Josuke, Okiyasu, Koichi, mm, maybe Yukako, most definitely Tamami, and maybe Jotaro? I don't think Jotaro will show. I think Jotaro is just going to be like, is there a stand user nearby? And they'll go, no. And like, well, bye. Um, why would I care? So they're all going to go eat Italian food. Is it like a restaurant opening or do they just like see this restaurant? I think they're probably like, man, I just want to chill the hell out. Let's go get some food. We've been focusing a a lot on like heavy issues lately. Like how your brother died and you got kidnapped. Mm. So maybe it'll be a thing like, oh, we're just going to go chill out and go have a meal. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's like after school. That classic anime trope of the Italian restaurant episode. (laughs) Maybe it'll just be an after school thing where they go, oh man, what do you want to go for dinner? I'm really craving some, oh, is Tomoko going to be in it? Ooh, Tomoko is... Tomoko. Yeah, I said that really weirdly. Josuke's mum? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mum, can we go get some Italian food? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. May... No, no, I don't think she is. Okay, I think... It's going to be the lads. Yeah, because let's be honest, Jojo, it's all about the lads. <laughs> At least in this part. Maybe one day there'll be a female Joe, but not today. They'll go to this Italian place, because they'll just go, you know what I could go for? Pasta. Italian. And so then we'll have this really long... Spaghetti... This kind of... Dinero al sepi. Yeah, it'll be like a... You know, penne pasta originated from this area of Italy. Mm. And this thing originated from here. Man, you know a lot about food, Josuke. Why, of course I do. I love Italian food. I'm so cultured. And then they'll notice that the guy who's cooking it has a stand. Wow. Do you think... Is he a bad guy? I mean... Judging from the OP, mm-hmm. he can't be a bad guy. Well, Yukako also looked quite benevolent in the OP. Yeah, that's true. Hang on, did it say, let's go get some Italian food, or let's go get some Italian food part one? I'm not telling. Fucking goddammit, Liam. I need anything to go off. Um, well, uh, it, mm, it could be the brutish nature of Okiyasu angers the Italian oh, fine he, He's got no style. Chef. He's got no grace. You know, it almost is like the Italian guy just wants to punch him in the face. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe it's Okiyasu angers the chef. Sure. And he goes, this is garbage. The chef comes out and goes, how, how dare, dare you? you? 
Why'd you have to say it like that? That's how the Italian person says it. Oh, I dare you. Yeah. Italian food. Yeah, so maybe Okiyasu angers him. The Italian guy comes out. He's all like, how dare you? Fear the power of my stand. Exactly. I don't know what that voice was. (laughs) That was like... Fear the power of my stand. Yep. And then, I don't know, maybe, maybe the stand works on something like manipulating emotions. Ah, like Super Princess Peach. So like... He'll come out and be like, how dare you? That food is great. And then, no, it makes things taste different. Ah, this <gasps> chocolate tastes like... Oh my God, the chef has a stand that makes things taste good. Is he actually a very bad chef and he's just using his stand to make it? Yeah, so everything looks like garbage. And they go, oh my God, it looks like it's burned. And then when they taste it, like, it's glowing. <gasps> and they have one of those amazing. Food Wars style fantasy cutaways. Yeah, and then they go and look at the chef who looks like he's making amazing food. But really doing everything wrong. Shit, that'd be amazing. And he's using his hand to like... He's he's like putting the idea of pizza into this exactly. pile of mush that exactly. he's created. Exactly, yeah. So it comes out and it looks absolutely god Like, it could just be a mound of cheese. Mm-hmm. But it tastes... The perfect pizza. Like a perfect combination of quattro formaggi. Alright, that seems pretty comprehensive to me. Let's uh, wrap things up. If you want to correspond with us, you can reach us at jojospodcast at gmail.com or jojospodcast on Twitter. If you would like to support us more financially because you like us that much, uh, we have a Patreon page, Jojo's World Podcast. And we'll try not to make fun of you at the start of the episode. <laughs> oh, fuck. You'll get a shout out. You'll get access to some sick bonus content if you pay, what is it, $5 or more? $5 a month. Uh, and if you pay $10 or more, you'll get a personalized stand message. Ooh. Spooky. Our theme music is Joe Grassi. By Nick Ballantyne, a.k.a. Milk Juice. With two O's. M-I-L-K-J-O-O-C-E. Milk Juice. You can buy it now from your local retailer. Uh, the Milk Juice, that is, not Joe Grassi. You can actually just get Joe Grassi from my band camp if you want. And then you can be all like, it's my ringtone. Is cool. As well as all the other opening themes that we've used, except the ones that I didn't make. Don't know why I said all the other ones then. <laughs> The other one. The other one that I made. Jojo. And until next time. To to be be continued. continued.